0: Toleration, be the love. Before pride and exaltation, be the love. Be the love. You are listening to Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. We are souls on the journey, and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings.
1: This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Ischola Joy Davey. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. This episode is sponsored by Tom Palladino with Scalar Light. Sign up and receive 30 days free Scalar Light healing at scalarlight.com. You can listen to our interviews with Tom and the amazing benefits and healing potential in episodes 73, 78, and 90. I've personally been receiving the Scalar Light energy daily, and I've noticed the shifts in my energy, including deeper sleep with that chakra balancing, energy clearing, and nutrient support. And it's also a beautiful gift that I'm able to provide for my family. I'm Stacey Musial
1: and I am Brenda Carey and we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey and this is our segment called Speak the Love. We would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. And we are so grateful for all the support we have received with monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes, and the connection within our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to
0: love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin to invite you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release and take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and breathe that light and love and sending it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. So we
1: have an interesting topic that Stacy and I are going to discuss. Uh, since many of our listeners are basically spiritually seeking, we are on this growth path of trying to be more consciously, consciously meaning capital C, consciously aware, creating sacred space in our spiritual life. And so what comes up oftentimes is this term called spiritual bypassing. And I think this is a really, relevant conversation that needs to be addressed. And so what, what exactly is spiritual bypassing? And it is a way of basically hiding behind spiritual practices or the idea of what we think being a spiritual person is. And based on our our past, maybe from childhood or previous religious experiences, that could mean different things to a lot of people. I know from my past, not that I have a really strong religious background, but I always thought spiritual people were always happy. Like no matter what happened to them, they were just always happy because it was a sign from God that this was the way that it was supposed to be. And so that kind of colored the lens for me as to what supposedly spiritual people, how they were supposed to act, even what they were supposed to wear, you know, what kind of, you know, mannerisms they had. So I think it's really important to dive into like, what does it mean to basically hide from what we're truly feeling or experiencing because we think on the outside, we are meant to be this, you know, quote unquote, spiritual person. And so we're going to discuss a little bit and we're just going to skim the surface really of this whole idea of spiritual bypassing and what that means in a practical
0: way. This is such an important topic. And I think you know, what you said about, you know, what we think spirituality should look like, you know, because I think we've been bombarded with images from the spiritual community with this idea of enlightenment and, you know, reaching for the light and what you can be or who you can be once you get there. And so it's this carrot chasing stick, you know, this, and you're, you're always searching, you're always trying to get to this place or, you know, you have this image in your mind and, you know, we're trying to reach for those ideas that are really, you know, really invalidate our humanness. And, you know, we, we can reach sure there's enlightenment and there's you know light and you know but we also must honor the darkness the the shadow side you know and because there's such a balance in that and when we honor our light or excuse me honor our stuff that you know a lot of people are really afraid to to look at and i was too for many many years you know i pushed down my feelings and i didn't know that I honestly like, you know, needed to feel anything, but they would come out in all these other ways. And honestly, I was living in my early twenties in my, probably my teens, I was numb and I didn't know I had a body and my, at least my brain didn't feel connected to my body, you know? And so I just didn't know like what else there was. And so once I started to you know, start to go through those feelings, it was this like onion, you know, and it was peeling back and I was feeling all of those hard feelings. And then I was able to feel lighter because I was letting that go. And once I went through all of that, then I could feel the light. I could feel the joy you know, but it wasn't until I got to that point where, you know, I went through all that hard stuff that I was able to get there. So when we're just trying to find the light or just trying to find, you know, this enlightenment without doing the hard work, then we're negating and invalidating our own experiences as our human self, which is what we're all here to do. And we can't do anything or we can't go through life, not recognizing, you know, we don't have emotion because we're going to have emotion for our entire existence. And that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah. I like how you brought up the image of the layers, like the like the layers of an onion. And I think that is part of the spiritual growth process. And some of those layers are tough. (laughs) And some of those layers are not, you know, the ones that smoothly peel off. And I think for so long, I I would tell people, you know, I'm I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a spiritual person. And I think I said that because in my mind, I had this image of the spiritual person, like always having it together. And I felt like my life was just chaos at best. You know, I, I never had my ducks in a row, so to speak. You know, I had a lot of fluctuating emotions. And so I thought, Oh, I, I'm not spiritual, because I just didn't feel like I was enough. And really, that was the issue, that dark issue that needed to come out my acceptance of myself. Even when I didn't feel like I measured up to whatever expectation, you know, that I had probably set a really high bar for. And I think that's an important part to acknowledge that although, yes, there are going to be very dark times, emotions that we might label as positive or negative, but it's all a part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. and you know we mentioned like having on this earth we have the experience of duality you know Mm -hmm. there is light and dark and that's how we can recognize one from the other and even though I did go through many years of thinking I'm just not enough I just can't measure up but that allowed me to see from that one-sided perspective and then once I started to question that like is that really true or is that something from my past, this image that I'm carrying around of what a supposedly spiritual person looks like or a spiritual person does? And to ask, well, is that really true for me? Mm. And so that kind of gave me sort of the permission to look at myself in, in a different light. Mm. And moving through that was part of a very deep spiritual process for me. I didn't know it at the time. But that was part of my
0: growth as a spirit being. I love that process, you know, just to kind of also take apart, you know what that idea of you know being a spiritual person is and, and bringing it back to our own definition of what that is. you know And we're not meant to be happy all the time, right? That's not really the idea of being human, right? And so recognizing that when we can really honor the hard stuff, you know we can feel the light but it's you know we can we can shift our energy sure but we have to feel the energy in order to shift it and then i think that's you know a big distinction of avoiding those feelings the deep hard feelings even like anger anger is a really scary and powerful emotion for many people and so is grief, right? Grief and sad, well, sadness and, you know, all those feelings that are under grief. And when we push all of that underneath, and let me tell you, so many people experience have so much grief because there's, there's loss from so many different things. It doesn't have to be just around like death, but the loss of anything, the loss of a relationship, the loss of, you know, an experience that you thought you had, you know, the loss of not being able to go on a trip, you know, that you were expecting to go on during the pandemic. (laughs) You know, I mean, things like that, you know, it's like you move through those, but I mean, just to recognize and validate like, yeah, that, that was like a hard experience. Like I was really looking forward to that, or I really miss this person or that relationship really taught me, you know, these things. And, but to, honor the loss of that, you know, and to really dive into the feelings underneath that, because even relationship trauma, when you lose a relationship, and this is something I've seen a lot of people do is they lose a relationship and then they get right into another relationship, you know, without grieving or without, you know, feeling the feelings that came up from the loss of the relationship. And so they stuff that and then they move into a new relationship and they continue to bring their old patterns with them and, you know, continue to maybe push down those feelings and, want to meditate about it, you know, but really not doing the work around that. And so, you know, it's easy to just continue down that path when we're not willing to do the hard work. Yeah, you
1: mentioned doing the hard work and so often spiritual bypassing can be a form of escapism. I mean, I've had moments of that where myself, like I am an avid reader. And so even though reading books is is a great pastime for sure, but so often I will pick up a book and a lot of times it's like a spiritual related book, you know, something that is, it is positive, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Mm, what I really need to sit with is, you know, these other darker emotions but yet I'll pick up the spiritual book and I'll escape into that because it just feels lighter. And I'm just like, oh, I just don't know if I want to dive in to do the work. And, and sometimes it's maybe not the right time. But I think, I mean, all of us have different forms of escapism. And this isn't meant to like point fingers at anyone, but it, it can be positive things. Listening to music can be one. Exercise actually mm-hmm. can be a big one. Meditating. For, yep. Even meditating. <laughs> there are so many things. I mean, shopping, basically just things that keep us busy, like physically busy, and at least mentally busy from the things that I think intuitively we know need to be addressed in order to deepen
0: our spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that can be a really common experience. You know, even this can be a form of addiction, right. Where, you know, and, and so some addictions that we might term as, you know, negative, the, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, things like that can be, you know, is one way to cope, but so is spirituality. Spirituality, can be another way to cope through some of these harder times. And, you know, reading, I've been there too, you know, where I'll just pick up a book and want to like lighten my mood and, you know, try to shift my perspective. And and sometimes that's what I need, but other times it's like, no, I need to sit. I need to sit down and, you know, really focus inward. You know, it's not out there. Out there is not going to shift anything. Sometimes that's what I need. And sometimes it'll shift. And I'm learning to understand the difference and what I need in those moments. Like, you know, I know when I'm working at home all week and I'm, my energy starting to get stagnant, you know, I don't need to sit and meditate. I need to go out and get into community and be around people. And so finding that balance and learning to, okay, well, maybe Today, I've, I've spent a lot of times focused inward. Now I need to, to balance that and and focus outward and, and do things that I really enjoy. So I think we just need to come into an, more of an awareness around what's happening on the inside because then we start to really open up and learn to trust what we need in the moment and recognize that what we need is within and we listen to that and then we can go and give ourselves what we need in that moment. Yes, I would
1: definitely agree. The self-awareness begins to increase when we're able to be with ourselves j- just as we are. And I think in, in our more instant gratification culture that that can be really challenging. It takes patience, it takes you know some definite grace. Uh, For ourselves, because I know I am definitely not a person to talk about, you know, the lessons of patience, because I cannot say I am the most patient person in the world. But I do, you know, I do know that the timing of my spiritual growth is meant to unfold in its own perfect rhythm mm-hmm. and i know i try sometimes to like speed it up i wish the growth would have happened and be done with yesterday you know but it's this ongoing process and journey and it just does take patience mm-hmm. and that doesn't always match what we see out in mainstream culture mm-hmm. and i think that's that's where that bypassing like we just want to hurry up and bypass it and get it over and on to the next thing mm-hmm. when really that just may not be the best place for us. We may need to be wherever we are at. Maybe it's not the most idyllic place, but just to be in that place, not get stuck there. That it's, like you said, there's a balance between being stuck and feeling too dense and heavy, but also not fast forwarding too much and just bypassing through what beautiful lessons may come. Mm. And I think that's like you mentioned, that's the balance and the unpeeling of all the layers that we get to experience as, you know, a, a human in, well, actually a spiritual being in human form,
0: right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I also was thinking too that because when we become like overly, when, when we're spiritual bypassing, you know, we can tend to not focus on, the here and now, we're too much into that spiritual realm. So like you said, like that balance, but also, you know, being overly detached, you know, I think there's this this emphasis on detachment, especially, you know, in the mindfulness community and, you know, some of these other philosophies, but there has to be a balance between attachment and detachment. You know, it's not that I don't care if this comes, it's, you know, I have to let go rather than because detachment can be also a defense mechanism, you know, and when we, when we're in defense, we're pushing things away and we're, you know, acting like nothing is bothering us or we don't care that it's not happening or, you know, so or that, you know, our past didn't happen. And so I think they're kind of, this could be a whole conversation in and of itself, but I just wanted to bring that piece up because I think it's it's an important one because there's the, a lot of confusion around what it means to be detached.
1: Yes, I, de- I definitely would agree that it, it's kind of on a continuum, right? As is many things mm-hmm. with different emotions and detachment and as opposed to being idealistic or compassionate, mm-hmm. like there there is that centeredness where it is genuine and it comes from an authentic place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's where, you know, the journey of acceptance and knowing that we are meant to be in this human body as spiritual beings and all, all of the feelings, all of our experiences are designed to be a part of our unique healing journey. And I think once we begin to see that in that light, the darkness and the light, whether that's within ourselves or within the experiences or within the relationships with other people, then there is this sense, uh, for me, I would describe it as peace. Mm -hmm. There's peace within myself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and it comes from a genuine place as opposed to Spiritually bypassing it, but we just mm-hmm. kind of have this somatic feeling of yes, I feel peace within, you know, the body that I'm in, within the people I'm surrounded by. And
0: the hope is, is we embrace that, that mm-hmm. all that is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that you brought that up because how do we know when we're spiritually bypassing is, you know, when we get quiet, are we able to get quiet? Are we comfortable with ourselves when we are quiet? You know, are we using distraction, you know, and when we can get quiet with ourselves or, you know, we're alone with ourselves or just, you know, even in community where we're feeling a deeper peace, you know, because we're comfortable with who we are because we've done the work and we can honor that part of ourselves, but it feels like a deep, deep peace. And Mm so I would, for anyone, you know, getting into this work, I would recommend, you know, start like, you know, one one thing that I see a lot in our culture, and I used to do this too, is, you know, and I think sometimes I still do, but like when someone says, you know, how are you? Or you ask someone, how are you? You know, our common typical answer is I'm fine, right? And so, but we're not really honoring the humanness because we are culturally conditioned to give a, you know, blanket answer like that. But what if we were just to open up and, and like share a little bit of our humanness and, you know, share like, how are you really doing today? You know, or ask the next person that you see, how are you really doing today? And really want to know that answer. And that can start to really open up and, you know, share connection with someone else, because I think we all are really needing that connection and also giving a little bit of permission to say, I'm, I'm not doing so well, or I'm, you know, just need a, maybe a hug or something and to really honor each other for our beautiful humanness. Mm, I love
1: that. And if you are interested in Stacey's book, Your Empowered Soul and Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression, you can find that on Amazon. And I offer holistic lifestyle coaching and I have a free energy healing yoga video on my website at sacredpathyogaandreiki.com forward slash healing.
0: Please check out our links in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to Be The Love podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with special guest interviews and speak the love conscious conversations with your co-hosts, myself and Brenda. A monthly donation of $2 and 22 cents or $5 and 55 cents helps us with the operating costs of this podcast. We can continue to spread the love to contribute. Please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays and Thursdays at five fifty-five 55 AM mountain time.